0: My name is Sebastian, and welcome back to the Tattoo Tales podcast. This episode is part of the Off The Wall project, a project that aims at uh, putting back the spotlight on traditional flash. And with this short series of interviews, we try to get a deeper understanding of what makes a good flash, of the background history of some of the most classic designs were created in the first place. And especially we try to get an insight on how some of the best artists in traditional tattooing approach those flashes, how they translate them into their own style and uh, what they learn from them. In today's interviews we have Nicolella and uh, Robert Ryan. Both artists give us a very beautiful example of humility, uh, especially coming from such accomplished professionals, which is something to always uh, remember even after many years of career. Uh, i like myself to go back to these words now and then to keep uh, things in check. We talked about what makes a good flash. we talked about how to make the best use of them, and uh, how often less is more, not only as a catchphrase, but how, especially with some culinary metaphors that Robert used, how you can make the most of the least amount of ingredients. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you like the show, please support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. It would mean the world to us because it helps us reach more people and share the words of these uh, very experienced and uh, insightful artists. Have a beautiful day and see you on the next.
1: My name is Nick Colella. I've been tattooing for 28 years in Chicago the entire time. Uh, I came up at Chicago Tattoo under uh, Dale Grande and uh, Wayne Barucchi, and now I have Great Lakes Tattoo. I've been Great Lakes has been open for nine years, and just a street shop, does our thing. So party soon, I guess, 10 years? What was that? 10 years. Party yeah, soon? Yeah, yeah, we're, me and my wife were just talking about it. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something
2: nice and uh you because uh, i was seeing that now you for example you just do uh you don't do
1: appointments right at the moment no i just do walk-ins yeah
2: how how yeah do you want to talk a little bit about that because it's an interesting it's a i grew up in street shops right so it's a it's a in this custom world it's a country it's a novelty move
1: yeah so yeah, yeah people think it people think it's like oh wow it's so cool that you do walk-ins like that's all i do Uh, That's all I came up. I came up at at Chicago Tattoo um, was a busy shop, especially like I started tattooing in 94. um, And it was it was just I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, I was a kid. I was 19, 20 years old. And uh, it was just always packed full of people. And uh, I loved it. I loved the the pace of it and the interactions and uh, the whole deal. And then, you know, about the 10-year mark, I was like, well, you know, I'm starting to travel, I'm starting to do a thing, I do, appoint- do appointments, and more people want to get tattooed by me specifically, so I thought, like, well, you know, like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to go from this street shop thing to this, like, custom thing, all appointments, and you're supposed to be booked out and have all this stuff, and I did that for 10 years, too which was great. I mean, I traveled the world and saw all kinds of stuff and had my appointments, still working, uh, walk-ins in between stuff. And then the last few years, uh, I was like, you know what? I just, I want to come home and be with the kids and be with my wife and not have to do homework. And if I need to take off a day, I could do that without rescheduling everything. And I don't want to be dependent on people's schedules or Instagram to all this other crap, so I'm like, I'm just gonna do walk-ins again, and that's all I do. And I do everything from like little Pinterest numbers and stuff like that to walk-in chest eagles, and you know, whatever. To me, it's like the purest form of tattooing. Yeah, you know,
2: I uh, I interviewed Donna Branson, and it's so he it said something so interesting, which, if you think about it, it's kind of normal, but it's not. And he said. Uh, for me, traditional tattooing means, and you would think, you know, traditional Sailor da, 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 and he said, no, to me, traditional tattooing means doing little names, whatever, and little hearts and stuff, because that's, that's all what it is. traditionally has been. People come, ask you for something, you do
1: it, yeah? That's exactly, I mean, that's exactly it. I, I listened to Dana's interviews, it was great. I mean, he that's it. I I mean, people think, oh, traditional, like, you got to be the Sailor Jerry or Bowery or State Street, all this cool old stuff. I'm like, nah, it's really just, like, whatever the people want to get, because the tattoo isn't for me, it's for them, and I'm okay with taking my ego out of it or trying to take my ego out of it and give the people what they want to, you know, into the parameters that we could still do good tattoos. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And uh, so,
2: you know, it's it's a big range of anything. You know, somebody comes through the door asking anything, but I guess that part of it at least is gonna involve some flash because they come and I'm sure that they know you and they're like, you know what, I want something cool from you. I know you got a bunch of design, so I'm gonna choose on the spot something. right?
1: Yeah, but yes. we we totally have 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 groomed our customers to come in and pick off the walls. Um and it's it's a range, like we have it's all original flash in the wall. So all there's like there's nine of us, so we've all painted, you know a bunch of flash and then i have a collection of old flash that i have up as well that we still tattoo off of i don't keep i don't i try to keep my stuff out and um for people to choose from i just feel like that keeps those guys alive um and yeah we have we have a great great clientele who will just come in and be like yeah i just want to pick off the wall like all right cool look around like and that's how it was when i first started you have people come in and who would talk to you, you know, for 20 minutes and look around for 45 minutes and leave and then come back and try and find the tattoo again. And, you know, all the ones that they were thinking about when they went to go get coffee. It's the same type of stuff that's happening there. It's not like this. And there still is tons of like this is on my phone. Check it out. This is what I want. But there's a lot of stuff that people just like try and immerse themselves in the shop and in the culture and and look around. And it's not just images in the wall like they're trying to trying to find what they want. Yeah. You know what the most beautiful that comes
2: to my head right away is that the the relief from pressure in the in this way of doing things for the person and for the customer it means that, 100%. you know, it's not like, okay, I have all this pressure that this tattoo has to represent my whole being and stuff. And you can, tattoo is that too. It's that thing as well. You know? Yeah, but, absolutely. But it can be like, you know, it comes to the shop, no stress, we'll figure it out, you know, so you That's don't have to exactly go crazy at home. They don't have a, to like,
1: yeah. Yeah, you don't they don't have to micromanage, they could try and at the end of the day, it's like, listen, I want you to have a good tattoo as much as you want a good tattoo. So, like, let's come together. It's like a partnership. Let's come together and figure out what we can do. And there's only a certain amount of time that you could do that in. You know what I mean? It's not like you know, there's 30 people behind you. So it's like figure out your stuff when you're ready, let's talk, then it's your time, and we'll go do the tattoo. Like I try to like, it's a lot of years of, like, this pressure cooker, and I see these tattooers, like, freaking out, and, like, their schedules, and keeping appointments, and filling spots, and making this, and doing that, trying to get these people in. And just, like, I don't know, man. Like, I've been doing it a long time, and uh, I just, I like when people walk in the door. If they don't, you know, that's cool. I'll paint or do something else. But that's how the shop used to be. Um, it wasn't this pressure cooker of like Instagram posts and do this and do that and get them in and here's this let's hook them this way and let's try and get them in this way. It's like come in, you want to get tattooed? There's a bunch of us here. who will tattoo you. If you don't want to get tattooed, you could look around and go somewhere else. Come back. I don't give a shit. It's like yeah, it's yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. nice, and uh, yeah, because this project we're doing now, especially
2: because that's why we talk about flash, is called off the wall for that reason. You know, just to kind of yeah. bring, put a spotlight a little bit. Which a lot of people are fully aware of this, but some, you know, sometimes, especially younger people, they don't understand why, because they grew up with picture on the phone, I want this, right? Sure. So it's kind of like to put a spotlight on why is it cool to get something off the wall, right? So that's, yeah. that's kind of like the idea. And what would you say, because you paint a lot as well, like what would you say makes a good flash? Which doesn't have to be technically thing, like whatever reason, you know? What do
1: you say makes a good flash? I just think the flash that can that convey these uh these heavy things you know like hardy always talked about like you know tattooing and and inspiring love and defeat and heartbreak and all those things like i still think all those things are great in tattoo designs i think that like you could say so much with with a heart and dagger than you do with like you know the the nail or whatever i just i like that it pulls the, the emotion out still um it's not just like the accessory like good flash like is striking you're just like oh man look at that's like a heavy like whatever image it is like the one I picked was like the skull and dagger with the top hat like that thing is just so cool it's like so emotional and so heavy that someone would want to wear that on them I just think I just think it's great It's so it's it's fantastic yeah, sometimes
2: or often, like, the, I think the best ones or the ones you're the most happy with, like, as well as, well as the stuff I had myself for me, it bypass explanation. It's just like, you know what, I saw it, it
1: struck me, yeah. I love at first sight, fuck it, right? Yeah, it's like, man, that thing hits me. Like, I have, like a, like I said, I, have, I collect a lot of Chicago stuff, so I have a lot of that flash and everything all over the place. And people are, they're surprised when they see something from the 40s that Johnstone did, and they're like, holy cow, man, that's heavy like that's really cool like and it's even people you wouldn't think like you know the quote-unquote squares that like come in for like a little whatever and they're looking at this old stuff being like man that stuff is really cool or like man who did that like why did why were they painting that stuff then you talk about like how they were emulating pop culture and like circus stuff and carny stuff and you know all of these things to try to like inform people of the images on the wall are not just like oh they're just flash cartoons whatever that's for people to look at like a lot of them are real heavy images
2: yeah yeah it's so cool to think about the motion you were talking about because i can't remember i was reading this about something else like some painter or whatever whatever but they were saying you know part of the whole thing like less is more and that kind of stuff you know they were saying when you take something that's the thing that you want to say and you hide it now it makes it stronger. Same thing with the designs, you know? Totally. If it's about love, you don't write love. You right. write an image, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, we had that, I had that one Johnson design. It's like, the, it's the eye with the tear. It says, I sorry, sorry, I made you cry. Like, man, that's some heavy shit. That's yeah. some heavy. I mean, it was like from a, you know, it was like from a song and stuff like that. But like, and it's a heavy, heavy imagery just to put on you and wear for whatever reason you're doing it you know what i mean it's just stuff like that really gets me into tattooing still yeah it's powerful
2: yeah yeah and uh especially because you know you you grew up in chicago like you you are chicago right so is do you have any favorite or any tattooers you know that you think you know are worth definitely a mention in that especially you know in the chicago area over the years that uh oh i mean they contributed
1: yeah i mean i've i've like older guys I've talked about a ton, like Dale Grande who owns Chicago tattoo was like very inspirational to me at a very young age and, and watching him tattoo and, and how he handled himself and, um, and the shop in a crazy time in tattoo. And it was really blowing up again. Um, and then, you know, like the cliff Raven is such a staple in Chicago and, and what I learned off of, i learned off a lot of his sheets, um because dale had a chicago tattoo we had a bunch of um tattoo sheets or i I had i don't know i think maybe 50 of his flash sheets that hung on a wall and that's really what i learned off of just doing those over and over and over again uh and then you have the old guys like the the state guys tats thomas ralph johnstone phil sparrow um all of those guys were doing this stuff a long time ago then they were just putting it out you know and i think um the the stuff gets it gets looked over because they just went to work like and i'm not trying to like um put some fantasy on like what tattooing was back then because i'm sure it was just a you know they were in dirtbag neighborhoods doing dirtbag shit but like they were out there putting out these designs over and over again and i think that's very something I aspire to do is just be that journeyman tattooer that like sits there, works, does their thing, is in tune with the the customer that they're tattooing and then we're done. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to ask you one
2: last thing. And what do you think, what would you think that, you know, keeping the flesh uh, thing alive, which doesn't mean it has to be put on a pedestal or anything, just like, you know, this thing keep being a foundation of tattooing, right? What would you say, it's important to keep this practice, even even just for practical reasons, because you know you paint flesh, you learn how to shade and color, or whatever. You know, I sure. would you say this is a is something that okay, we we should nurture this because it's not the only thing, but it's a very important foundation, especially in
1: traditional right. stuff. I, I think um, like when I first started tattooing in in the early '90s, when old timers would come into the shops, you would see those old tattoos, like on them. Like, just customers would come in. I mean, in the 90s, they were still coming in asking for Cliff Raven, a Chicago tattoo. had been gone for 20 years. So I think redoing those images and keeping those images alive and, and, like, front and center helps keep those guys alive. Because now, all those old-timers that had Tats Thomas and Johnstone and Phil Sparrow tattoos, they're all in their 80s. They're all dying off. I don't get to see them. I don't get to see that, like, Oh, wow. This guy had an interaction with that person who I've never met, who I collect all their stuff. I've been chasing their ghosts for years. But like, wow, that guy had that guy sat in those shops. that I thought were so scary and so gnarly. And he just as a kid went in there and got this tattoo. Those tattoos are all going away. So I feel like if if I'm presenting those images and still tattooing those images that keeps those guys alive. It keeps what they did and their contribution to tattooing alive. Because then that design keeps walking and other people see it, you know. Awesome. And try to I don't try to give people like, oh, there's this history, but like here, here's this old design from the 50s that hung in those tattoo shops. Now they're hanging in here, and you could choose from those two. Some of my, my favorite times in the shop is like no one's there. And I get to sit in that lobby and look at all this old shit and be like, man this is crazy that these guys were tattooing off these sheets, using these tattoo machines, all this stuff. And it's, it's still here. It's still being used today, which I don't, I mean, I don't know how they thought of it. It was probably pretty utilitarian for them. They're just like, whatever, but like, it's heavy to me. It gets real heavy. Like to think about these guys back in, in, you know, in the forties and fifties and doing this thing that wasn't okay. That wasn't all over the place, you know, that, was looked down upon and they just kept doing it. Um and I just think it's it's real powerful to have that stuff around you. If that's your thing. If it's not your thing, then it's not your thing. But yeah, of for course. us stop like yeah, like that's real heavy stuff.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Nick, that was uh, this was great. I, I'm sure that we could stay here for like hours. <laughs> we could know, talk, talk about, about this stuff. Yeah, for sure. We will we will have other occasion uh, as well if you would like
1: to come back on the you know the podcast Yeah absolutely whenever you want. I would love to be on.
3: Thank
2: you okay. very much, bro. Talk bye
1: to bye soon. Bye. We'll See you later. Bye. Bye.
3: Hello, I'm uh, Robert Ryan. I tattoo in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Um, one of the owners of Electric Tattoo in uh, Asbury Park in the United States. Can you remember your first encounter with
2: Flash? Can you remember the first time you saw, saw a Flash? And you're like, "Oh, this is dope."
3: Yeah, um, there was a tattoo shop who that was owned by Tony Cambria, which who's also known as Tony the Pirate, who's a Coney Island tattooer that moved to New Jersey right after the band, the New York City band. And he had a a tattoo shop. Uh, It was my walk to school. I would pass it every day. So I was always mesmerized by the flashes I walked by. And it was, uh, from what I can remember, I was a young child, but it was like definitely the Coney Island, like the heavy designs, maybe starting to get into the biker stuff because it was late 70s, early 80s. But um, I just remember everything being like really heavy and kind of had this haunting look to it. Yeah, yeah, and um, once we we're uh, when I interviewed you for the
2: for the podcast the first time, uh, we were talking about you know the the aesthetic of tattooing and stuff, and you were saying that you know eventually evolve into something that is so distinctive and recognizable. So some desire you see as like oh that's a tattoo, like right away you associate it, right? And flesh, I guess, is the thing that contribute a lot to to develop to for people developing this style and stuff like that. What would you say is the is the most typical quality of it? Something that, at least for you, you know, you're connected to
3: it. Um, I, I think it's like a, a great song or a, a, a very, uh, like a haiku almost, where it's like you have the, the most amount of impact in the least amount of work. You know, to me, that's what always uh, draws me to a great design is like the least amount of lines, the least amount of work for the tattooer, but getting the maximum impact across yeah and do you have any favorite
2: uh even if you know too many and they're all different but do you have something that right come your mind like oh yeah i really like that you know artist or that player
3: yeah um the east coast stuff always has like a, a stronger pull to me just from being on the east coast and probably seeing that more um but like the flash that came from sailor Eddie's shop in camden new jersey that were was done by Paul Rogers, Eddie, and uh, his wife uh, um, Esther. Uh, it was a production line tattoo team that that operated there. Eddie and Esther owned the shop. Paul came and worked there on and off throughout the years. But the flash that they did together, to me, was the most striking.
2: Yeah, and that's because of the
3: the quality you just mentioned, right? The impact. Yeah, the shading is just like everything's placed in the proper spot to get the maximum effect out of the design. And there's areas of the shading where the black shading does all the talking, you know, it's not just shaded to color. And there's other areas where it's like half toned to color. And then there's solid fields of color and then a lot of open skin. So it's like really these really balanced, perfect designs that look even better on skin than they do on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're
2: st- like, you can tell from your stuff, apart from the, uh, uh, let's say the icons and and the meaning that you put in it, but that the look of it, you have, you have had a strength, solid, bright,
3: bold colors. There are different ways of doing it. Right. That's kind of like mm-hmm. your, your, uh, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely translated from, uh, my flash painting and drawing into what I paint as my, I guess will be considered my fine art or whatever, uh, the stuff that's not tattoo related, but that's always there. The impact of the traditional flash designs is always something that I kind of strive for just like, cause it's symbolism. I think the core of a lot of the messages are really similar, you know? So um, to get it across in a painting, I'm, I'm still kind of trying for the same thing to get like that real eye catching thing that you can kind of read across the room um and kind of leaves you with uh more questions than answers kind of there's a mystique (laughs) to all those designs you know that's beautiful that's beautiful man that's beautiful
2: and uh, is there anything that you might think of that is not tattoo related so it's not tattoo painting it's something else that you have seen that has those quality there's like oh this type of painting or this illustration or this art form or this thing that I've seen really gave me that even if it's not tattoo related
3: well, one thing that comes to mind always for me is that a friend of mine who's a pizza maker in uh, in um, New York City. He, he has a place called uh, Una Pizzeria, and it w- he was in San Francisco for a while, and he got a start here in New Jersey, uh, very close to my hometown in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And uh, his, his theory is he makes four different kinds of pizzas, and he doesn't do really any toppings. He makes one with just tomato, one tomato cheese, one white Cheese and one white cheese with, uh, with cherry tomatoes. Those are the four kinds of pizzas he makes. And his idea is not to cover up the ingredients and let the ingredients do the talking. So I always kind of use his his approach to pizza making as an inspiration for a great tattoo design. That's one one thing. Um, there's a bunch of different art forms I think that have uh, similar qualities. Um, you know that I always reference the Kali got painters in India who were painting in the bazaars that were uh, painting on the spot. It was a site, you know, site specific. These guys would be making these paintings uh, for the crowd, for the people that were buying them right there. Um, And I thought that was always kind of, uh, reminded me a lot of tattooing where it's happening on the spot. And uh, they don't have a lot of time to mess around with a bunch of blends and weird stuff. They they just kind of apply the paint and let the painting do the talking
2: yeah that's interesting because i'm italian and i had this conversation a lot especially because i, I spend most of the time living uh, abroad and then uh, especially with americans or uk people or scandinavians you know and it's exactly the same thing i always try to explain one day I, with my girlfriend we're buying dinners like what are you gonna make and i bought chicken and lemon she's like what are we gonna eat it's like don't you worry right <laughs> yeah and then I yeah. do it with flour all these and then she's like that was amazing and i was trying to explain look for us it's not about the more the better it's all about the process yeah you know we have some dishes which are literally like one ingredient you know but then the process brings that out it's very it's it's very cool metaphor you brought up it bring the process brings out the maximum effect from those ingredients instead of like yeah just try to add more and you think it's gonna be better right
3: and you have your whole life to try to perfect those like three or four ingredients and get it to the best that you can possibly make it. And, uh, you know, once you start adding more and more shit and, uh, you know, trying to put 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, um, you're never going to be able to perfect any of, them, you know, and I know it's not all about perfecting, but I think, uh, ach- you know, attaining something that you're, that you're striving for the less amount of uh, ingredients, there's going to be the, l- the least amount of confusion.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See this process more as like refining, Right, yeah. Rather than yeah, adding. Uh, do you see what do you see? Flash is going, you know, in the future for tattooing, which is just a uh, is a silly question. But you know, now you have all the digital stuff. Even if people still do flashes, but now digital, just the same thing. Like, do you see this still be being as a
3: you know foundation like it's always been? I think I think the core is always going to be there. The root of the tattoo design, it it really has to work as a tattoo primarily, no matter what um way you access it whether it be digitally whether it be painting whether it be color pencils marker um a good tattoo design if you're executing whatever tool you're going to use i think it's always going to be the real the the cream's going to rise to the top no matter what what the medium you know yeah yeah and one last thing what would you recommend to uh especially
2: younger tattooers that you know would like to really understand how to make the most out of flashes for their own learning process their own you know developing you know their their skills how what would you recommend them?
3: uh to to study to to study the entire canon of these traditional tattoo designs you know because you're going to you have like you know you, you you see four different people paint the same design uh, or draw the same design or color the same design and they're all going to approach it differently and you might find your way in one of those or uh, subtracting all four of those and I'm not going to do it this way at all but to study them and see how people do it and kind of um, it's a great way to train your hand by referencing all these great designs uh, there's a um, pretty good chance that they're the, the, the masters have drawn it better than you ever will so uh, approach it with humility like when someone asks me for a rose chances are I'm just going to do a Sailor Jerry rose because he perfected it you know or I'm gonna try my best version of that perfect, perfect design. So yeah, I think, uh, I think it's uh, to, study, to study the approach, to study the layout, to study the composition, to study the shading techniques and the line weights and everything. I think you can get a lot from it. Um, it's like the ultimate source of reference beyond a reference library awesome awesome, Robert thank you so much for these gems
2: which I'm sure a lot of people will find very useful and uh, oh, cool. always and thank you for always supporting you know the initiative thank and you stuff.
3: I'm really stoked for this project uh, the design that I, I picked uh, I've never done before I've always wanted to yeah. do it and it yeah. was uh, it's one of the designs that I mentioned it's one of the uh, Sailor Eddie Paul Rogers designs awesome so. that's gonna be dope. thank you brother great Bro, to see you thank you very much have a good day Yeah. talk soon thank you Awesome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.